Let's, let's keep the podcast going. Yeah, yeah, no, let's keep the cold open going. Oh, I don't know where to go I love, from I there. I love how the day goes on and the cold opens just get worse and shorter as the day goes on because we run out well, of things we get, to talk we about. We talked all day yesterday. Yeah, we did. And then we had to be, we had to talk all day together today. Yeah. And I really want to kill myself. <laughs> You had a moment there where you 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 <laughs> contemplated saying "kill yourself." I saw it in your eyes, and you didn't want to say it, and that's what I felt. And so I'm going to take that that that, that hesitation, that, that moment hesitation, of hesitation. And I'm going to take that to heart rather than what actually came out, <laughs> which was that you'd rather be dead than sit next to me for more than 24 hours. No, it's just look when we, we're a lot like together, like we're a yeah, lot. We're a lot. So. Like just getting here in the morning, not even the morning at 1 p.m. to set up. I'm on my phone. I'm like, don't talk to me. Please don't talk to me. Like I'm going to have to talk to you for five hours. Like just let me have peace for a moment. It's pretty good. I did show up and we did not say a fucking Fucking word word to each other. We just started. No. I think I was like, I was like. You broke the silence. uh, Because I had to ask about equipment. I had to ask what you wanted to use. And I was just like, would you rather us use this thing or that thing? And then you were like, let's use this one. And I was like, cool. And then I fucking left. Yeah. And then you stayed. And I was like, I guess I'm not getting helped. And so no. I just left and I went and grabbed equipment. And we came here and then I, I left to go grab more equipment while you continued to set up the equipment. Yeah. Um, and then we just we didn't talk for a while. And that's what it's like. That's what it's like running a podcast is is we can we can sit here and talk. But if we if we did, then we'd have less to talk about. On the podcast. And you can definitely tell in episodes that it's not, the content isn't, it's not mm-hmm. a banger. And that's because we have nothing to talk about. Yeah. You run out of, like, what do you say after, what is this, our fourth episode today? today. That's four hours of continued talking. Yeah. And then on top of that, between episodes, we talk about yeah. things. So, like, what do you talk about after all that? And the answer is killing yourself. So, I would like <laughs> to die now. No, I just want to go back to my room and read, but I got to go back to my room and talk to my roommate, which don't get me wrong. I love my roommate and I'm so glad that I get to stay with her again this semester. I've just moved down to campus again. The school year is about to start and whatever. By the time we're watching this, we've been in school for a while. It doesn't matter. Um, but it's just, it, you know, getting back into it and you're like, I haven't seen this person in three months. And so now I got to catch up with them. And so not only did I have talked to you all day yesterday and now I've talked to you all day today, I then have to go back to my room where I'd like to be quiet and just read and then talk to my roommate for a couple of hours and like catch up on her summer and catch up with her boyfriend on his summer and then tell them about my summer. <laughs> <laughs> um. This is media for the intellectually impoverished. I'm Randy. I'm Taylor. And this is the podcast that enriches your media ochre lives. Ooh, that was a smooth one. Yeah, you had to, because that's what you do, but I had to do it smoother, smoother. longer. Live. <laughs> <laughs> I had to add my own little thing to it because I can't, I can't copy you because then I'm copying you and I'm not original. And I have this need to be original because if I'm not original, then what am I? I'm just a copy of someone else's thing and I'm making someone else's thing and I'm just not me. And if I can't be me, then who is me? And then I'd, I'm just panicking and I can't stop panicking and I'm just, it's not good. So, so what are we talking about today, Randy? <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about Badister Media. 
Yes, baddest or media. Wait, so is it going to be badder-est? So E-R and bad est Okay. And next is badderest. Badderest. Okay. Can I if tell we, you something? If we do another one, we don't have any of those planned. No. We don't plan. We don't plan like six months ahead. Yeah. <laughs> We don't. <laughs> no, we don't. But we've been planning like two months ahead at this point. Yeah. Like we have all of our episodes for September done. Yeah. Um and then a little bit of October. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, can I tell you something real cheesy before we really get into it? Absolutely. Okay. So oh, this is real cheesy, and I don't know if I want to put this on the internet. Oh, you put it's too late. You've already said it's gonna be a cheesy thing, and I'm not letting you back out now because I will pester you until it says said. <laughs> That was fucking gross. Oh my gosh. It wasn't a real cough in case you were wondering. Okay. So my my um boyfriend in high school, we I mean we dated all throughout high school, but what we do is instead of uh it's oh, so gross. I hate do it. Do it. I know, I know, but so you know you say that like that I love you and I love you too. I love you more, I love you most and everything. So but we couldn't stop there. We got real cheesy with it. And so it, then we devolved into what this is. And so it's, I love you moster. I love you most Esther. I love you most Esther, Esther, Esther. And we just kept adding the EST, the ER, the EST to the end of it. And I think that's what's going to happen here with bad Esther media. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not looking forward to the parallels that it will cause in my life. History repeats itself. <laughs> Sometimes in ways unexpected. Sometimes in ways you'd rather kill yourself than be a part of. And sometimes another third thing. Well said. Absolutely. You should get a Nobel Prize for that. God damn, if they're handing out Nobel Prizes for that. (laughs) Anybody can get one. Okay, we're talking Woo. about bad media. Taylor, who you gonna go first? Am I gonna go first? I will go first because okay. I made He's you excited. go first. I am excited. So this movie was shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. My turn. <laughs> um. So I uh, over the summer, I think me and my parents like to do is we like to go see movies together. Um. And it's just how we bond. Like we we go see a movie and then we come out and you rate it. And then that's that's part of the reason that I, I like fell in love with media and like analyzing. Media was because I grew up in this sort of culture of like, let's watch it. And then what did you think of it? Why did you think that? Um, it was very thought provoking conversation for an eight year old. Um, and so we over the summer went to go see a bunch of movies and I, I saw a bunch of really good movies. I saw Nope. I saw nope, so good. Uh, I saw the Elvis movie, which was really good. It was weird because like tangent, I, I you know, that movie wasn't made for. Our generation it was made for people who who knew Elvis's story already, and I had no idea the life of Elvis, and so it was really it was strange, but it was well shot and well well acted and, and such. So I saw a lot of good movies, um, but you know, one of them had to be the worst, um, and this one was. So we went to go see Fall, which is directed by some stupid bitch who doesn't know how to write movies. Um, it's corn. That song has been stuck in my head all day while Taylor looks for what he's looking Ah, for. It was directed by a man named Scott Mann. It's his actual name. How original. I know, right? Uh, Come on, name yourself something different. I mean, take a note from my book. Uh, (laughs) Taylor Smith, real original over here. Here we go, but with an E instead of an O because I'm different. Um, it's it's it was an awful movie. 
And I went in and I sat down and we were kind of excited because the ratings for this movie weren't terrible. Okay. They were like like a 60 something from critics and like a like a 70 something from the audience. So it's not like I'm going into a blockbuster hit of the year or anything, but it was supposed to be a decent movie. And I sat down and the producer and the executive production studios start rolling their names and along passes BuzzFeed. And at that moment, I should have seen BuzzFeed. And I should have taken note of that and sat up oh, no. to go and leave because oh, I was, no. that was that was my ticket out. That was it right there. And um, so let me set the scene. I was sitting there with my parents, is me, my dad, and my mom. And then to our right was like five, like kids our age, kids, adults, people our age. Um, Speak for yourself. Like, I'm an adult. It was like three girls and two guys, and they're. So the movie is about so, fucking Jesus. I don't want to have to talk about this movie. It sucks. You so were so excited. It sucks. To talk about like it. I don't want to talk about it because it sucks so bad. So um, you're so furious. You're shaking. I'm, I'm actually like I'm. It sucks. So um, two best friends, Becky and Hunter. Um, Ew. Yes, uh, are like professional climbers. And uh, Becky, you know, fucking is it Becky? Was it no? Yes, maybe. Yes, Becky. Becky has a husband, and it was Becky. Becky's husband and Hunter are climbing together, and then Becky's husband falls and dies. And um, yeah, that's okay. cool. And that's the opening scene. And then uh, after that, it's like it, it flashes to 51 weeks later. Like a random, not even 52. Um, not a whole year later. Almost, nope, almost, almost a year. Almost the year and they never. And they never talk about how it's the anniversary of the death or anything. They just keep going. Well, it's it's a year later, and Becky's getting drunk, and then Jeffrey Dean Morgan pulls up, and is he's the, he's the highlight of the movie, by the way. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a peach. We should protect him at Who all costs. Jeffrey Morgan. You don't know what Jeffrey <gasps> Dean Morgan is? He's the dad in Supernatural. He's the bad guy in uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah, Negan. No. I don't like him. You don't like he's a brilliant actor. Oh no, he is. Don't get me wrong, but I haven't seen him in anything else, so he'll always be the bad guy in my mind. I need mm-hmm. to watch him in other stuff. He's so I mean, he 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 kills it in all all the things that he does. He, he's I mean, he's a peach. He's a lovely man. He's um he's gonna peach. be in the boys. In the boys. He's gonna be in the boys. They just announced it. Oh. Um and yes, he and Jeffrey Dean Morgan's the dad of Becky and is like, hey, you are too drunk. You don't get to drive home. She's like, I hate you. And then she leaves. And then her best friend pulls up and has been gone for all of this time. And then just pulls up out of nowhere and is like, hey, I know what will make you feel better. You know how you were traumatized by your husband falling off of a cliff? Well, you and I are going to go climb a giant tower in the middle of nowhere, Texas. You're lying. That's this movie? That's the I've movie. seen the trailers for it. This is the dumbest thing ever. It reminds me of, what, 47 feet below or something? Yeah, where, where they're they get... stuck in the shark cage. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's just thrill for thrill's sake or yeah. like tension for its... And it's awful. And so I'm going to read you my notes as I, I go want, through. Yeah, I just want your stream of consciousness. So this is this is the beginning. Atrocious green screen opening when the husband falls. Oh, wow. Atrocious green screen. It's like, it's just ugly. You know how like you don't match colors of the backdrop or the plate that you use yeah. with, with the, 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 the scene and the lighting? It was that. And so, and there's also, there's motion blur from him falling, but no motion blur on the ground. So he just falls. Um, and then, 
the next part is when when Hunter and Becky meet up and they're talking about stuff that's dumb. Remember this, remember that dialogue mm. where it's like, remember that time that you and I and we're together and we did that thing. Oh, we're such great. We're friends. such great friends. You remember mm -hmm. how we were great friends? You remember how you were? Uh, you remember how you did pole dancing and you were a badass bitch and stuff like that. Jeffrey Morgan, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan kicks ass though. Um, <laughs> so she was calling the Becky was calling her dead husband's phone number, like on the phone, <laughs> and so she could hear his like voicemail. And at <laughs> at eleven o'clock p.m., exactly fifty one weeks after he died, the phone was disconnected. At eleven o'clock at night. The f his phone was disconnected. You know how it's like. There's no, this no longer has a phone in number. Yeah. Exactly. Fifty one weeks later, at eleven o'clock at night, it was disconnected. How do you know that it was exactly? Is that they, that's they what the, on the phone? That? It was on. You could see the phone and the time on the phone. Why did it take almost a year for a phone to get disconnected? That's what I'm asking. So the the dialogue is awful, contrived, overused idioms. I don't remember exactly mm -hmm. um, what I was referring to because I don't remember the dialogue because it was that awful. Uh, so this is a trend. Um, the best friend is literally the meanest person and the most manipulative woman it, I've ever met. And we're supposed to feel bad for her the entire movie. We're supposed to feel bad for this best friend. And and like she's supposed to be like the pity party. Right. Mm -hmm. But Becky's the one whose husband fucking died. Yeah. So why are we feeling bad for this friend? So her friend tries to console her by asking her to climb again. What an awful friend. What the fuck is this dialogue? Um, and then they have a scene, they're climbing this old TV reception tower and they can't find the tower. And they're like, well, we can't find the tower. Do you know where it is? And then a lady at a diner is like, see that red blinking light that is very bright and in the sky and blinking over and over again. If you looked to your left, you would have seen, hey, it's that one. Oh my goodness. I don't know how we never noticed that. Um, awful and predictable nightmare sequence where Becky's in bed and sleeping and then her boyfriend is right behind her, and then she turns around, and the bed is covered in blood, and then she jolts awake. Um, this is the worst friend ever because yeah. they get to the place, and and Hannah is like, um, I think I describe it again. The friend is the biggest prick. She literally is the worst person, and it's supposed to be relatable or funny. Like she's awful. So she has like this. This YouTube channel mm -hmm. where she climbs on the YouTube channel and and is like this awful douchebag YouTuber that we're supposed to think is like funny or relatable because it's like, oh, look at the funny YouTuber thing. And it's dumb. And then this is what started the descent for me with this character for real. She then makes the death of the husband all about herself, trying to get Becky to go as a way to console her. And I have a quote here that I wrote down. It said, when he died, I was terrified of my own shadow, but I got over it and you will too. Let's go climb this tower. Like, I know he was your husband and all, but Jesus, get the fuck over it. Right. That's not what he, she said. But yeah, that's but the it's vibe. like the vibe. Yeah. Like, that's what it, it's like. And, and, then, and then they start the climb after she's, the friend is repeatedly like, I don't want to do this. I'm not ready for this. I don't think I want to do this. And then Hannah's like, fuck you. I got over your husband's death. You can get over your yeah, husband's it's death. Easy. Come on, let's climb this tower with no urban climbing equipment. These are two professional oh my climbers. Gosh. Two. She climbs for a living, and you know what they brought? A backpack with one water bottle, two cracker packs 
uh, two, pa- two crackers. cracker packs. Yeah, you know, like the little snack cracker packs. They brought two of those and one 20 foot rope with one carabiner on each end. Have you ever met a professional climber who doesn't have a backup rope? No, I've never met a professional climber, but I imagine if I did, they'd, they'd have, have a backup, backup rope. rope. <laughs> they brought one fucking rope with them. Like who? Oh, it's so fucking annoying. In the entire movie, it's just like no one knows what urban climbers do. Urban climbers have their own climbing gear Mm -hmm. that is different from rock climbing gear because it is a different style of climbing, Mm -hmm. so you need different tools. Mm -hmm. They didn't know that. They didn't care. Um, Taylor clearly knows what he's talking about. I see him go urban climbing all all the time. time. Jeez. (laughs) Why do you think I have this magnificent (laughs) circular body? Um, I said, I feel like the writers didn't research what urban what tools urban climbers use because they aren't using any. And then another installment of, I don't want to. Yes, you do. I don't. Too bad. We're fucking going. And that happened like three or four. They're climbing the tower and that happens. I don't want to go. Yeah, you do. You just don't know you want to go. I want to go back. No, you don't. Let's keep going. And then they keep going. And because they're tethered together, she has no choice. But you could just unhook and leave. <laughs> just <laughs> unhook. And leave. Um, and that happens like two times on the way up the tower. And then they get to the top. And then the friend is like hanging off the side of it. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to fucking the whole plot because this whole movie sucks. And no, I gotta, okay. Go it's, ahead. It's That's awful. the only way that we can talk about bad media is you have to talk about the whole plot. It's fucking awesome. And then she hangs off the side and is like hanging and trying to get a photo of her hanging off the side. And then she's like, now you do it. You know how your husband died falling off the edge of something? I want you to hang free solo off the side of this 2,000 foot tower and then then you'll feel better about yourself because that's what you do. Um, man, that's fuck therapy. this stupid friend. This friend is evil. And then there's no way you could stand on something that high up. The wind is awful and the tower would be shaking relentlessly because mm-hmm. they already showed that the tower was unstable. Um, and then <laughs> the friend Hannah says, Trust me. And I wrote, you have been nothing but trouble the entire movie. <laughs> you have been nothing but untrustworthy for the whole movie. Uh, now she's peer pressuring her to hang off an awful ledge. She's so manipulative and mean and awful. Quote, the old Becky would have done it. Um, and then uh, the reason they climbed the tower was so that the Becky could scatter the ashes of, of uh, her husband. Um, and she, she delivers this speech that's just contrived. It's just like, um, when I was with you, I was happier and you made me laugh and I can never forget you because I loved you so much. And then she shakes the ashes out and then I'm like, great. You, there was nothing. There was no, nothing behind that. And, and then while she's delivering the speech, while Becky's delivering the speech, Hannah starts crying about it. And then Becky's like, oh, no, no, no. Why are you crying? What's wrong? And Hannah's like, I just didn't think it would hit me that hard. Oh, it was just, you know, when Dan died, that was the husband's name. When Dan died, it just, I had to go leave because I was in so much turmoil. And, and oh, no, I woe is me. Your husband died. And then she's like, no, it's okay. We're going to get through this together. What a manipulative bitch. Bitch. Um. Uh, so then this is how the, the actual like problem starts. They try to climb down and because Hannah was being a bitch and shaking the ladder on the way up, 
Um, the bolts came loose and the fucking entire ladder crashes down to the ground. Now they're stuck. Um, we haven't even gotten to the main conflict yeah, yet. Yeah, and it's already this shitty and it only gets worse. Oh my uh, and gosh. And only after, the, pr the first reaction was, I wish I recorded that. And the second reaction was to then tie themselves down so they didn't fall. Um, and for some reason they had this thing where like the ladder fell and she had to like, she was, Becky was hanging onto the ladder and had to jump off the ladder and grab onto her Hannah's hand. So she was like on the ladder when it was falling, right? Mm. But then she gets to the top and she looks over and she goes, the ladder, it's gone. You, you literally fell with it. Mm -hmm. How did you not notice that it was gone? It's awful, awful writing. And then next is, oh my God, we're stuck up here. What should we do? Vlog. Then they vlog, which is great. Um, uh, a lot of help. And That's then, do. <laughs> uh, and once again, she makes Dan death all about her, Dan's death all about herself. And then the quote directly after it, this movie sucks. I don't want to watch it anymore. And at this point in the movie, the five kids that were sitting next to us got up and left and did not come back. Wow. Yep. And I would have done the same were it not for this podcast and the content I didn't can yeah. create. <laughs> the possibility of content. And then I wrote, so you're telling me two professional climbers only brought one single 20-foot rope for both of them. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. And so then they're like, well, we need to send a text message so that we can get people to help us. So, But there's no service up here. So what do we do? And she's like, well, what if we wrap up a phone in a shoe, like the egg drop challenge. And so they... What? <laughs> so they can s try to send the text message and then drop the shoe to where they get cell service and then the message will send on the way down before the before phone explodes. Before it breaks on the ground? Newsflash didn't work. Wow. Are you kidding me? That sounded like a foolproof plan. Um, so then a guy shows up, um, and what do they do at 2,000 feet in the air? Scream and throw their shoes and don't fire a flare that they conveniently found inside the top of the tower. So they don't, when they finally catch his attention, they're like flashing their lights and waving it. They don't flash an SOS. They just wave it around in the circles. Like it's, uh, it's unbearably unrealistic is what mm -hmm. I wrote. Um, and so then this is the twist. And now we find out the best friend had an affair with the husband but then they play it off like we're still supposed to feel bad for Hannah mm. for having an affair. Because she's like, ah, I'm sorry. I didn't choose to fall in love with him. I'm sorry. I didn't choose to cheat on him. I cheat on you with him. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to fall in love with him. Please feel bad for me. Please. I'm not an awful person. Your husband died. Oh, and then so fucking their backpack is stuck on like a satellite dish, like 30 feet below them. Um, and it's got the water and the snack in it. Uh, and so what does the best friend do? Fucking repels down there and then jumps off of the rope and then tries to use a selfie stick to grab the rope and then climb back up using the selfie stick. It was weird, and then they fell, and then this is when the movie gets fucking stupid beyond all belief. So Hannah messes up her hands, and at this point, I'm like, I desperately wanted Hannah to be dead mm -hmm. because that would have been much more interesting instead of two best friends stuck on the top of a tower. It's one person stuck on the top yeah. of the tower with a dead body beneath her. Yep. Well, guess what? They didn't do that. 
And then they did do that. So halfway through the third act of the movie, you find out that Hannah's actually been dead this entire fucking time. And that's why she hasn't participated in doing anything. And Becky's been up there all by herself, but thinking that Hannah was there, she's been talking to Hannah this whole time until Hannah turns to her and is like, no, I'm actually dead. You saw me down there and I died. And then she looks over the edge and a vulture is picking at her insides. And then she's like, holy shit, I've been alone this entire time. What am I doing? But then what if, she was just fucking like the last 10 minutes of the movie are the best part of the movie because Hannah is dead because Hannah's dead and gone. And then Becky fucking takes a vulture and then just smashes its head like six or seven times on the fucking top of the TV tower and is exploded in blood. And then she gets down to where Hannah's body is. She shoves the phone inside of her and then tries to send a message to her dad, pushes her body off the edge. And as the body falls down, the fucking text message sends to Jeffrey Dean Morgan who then pulls up with like a SWAT team and shit. And then Becky stares at the eyes of a vulture, proving that she's alive. And the vulture sees that she's alive and not a dead body and then flaps and flies away. And then Jeffrey Dean Morgan's like, oh my God, I was just trying to help you. Also, your husband was a dick and I knew he cheated on you. Anyways, let's go home now. And then the movie ends and I got up and wasted $15. No words. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't. That I I hope that they would have done something. I mean, I kind of oh no, it's just bad. It's bad all around. But I was hoping that they would kind of do that where like they're playing him playing Hannah as the villain for this whole time. And then it turns out that like I mean, you still feel sympathy for it, but then you're like, okay, she is kind of the villain because she did like steal her husband or like cheat but with the, her husband. But the entire time, the dialogue you're and the way you're sympathy. supposed to feel sympathy for her and the way that Becky like comes down to her dead body at the end and is like, oh, my dead Hannah. Well, then how did she know if, if Hannah died that Hannah cheated or took her husband? Because or? so before, she found out that before she died. Oh, okay, okay. So she had a tattoo on her ankle of 431, which is, um, no, 143, which is I love you. It's the letters 143. Um, and so she saw that and she was like, Dan said that a lot. Why does she have that tattoo on her leg if my husband said that? And she's like, I hope you, uh, fucking cool tattoo, where'd you get it? From my husband? And she was like, I cheated on him, but I loved him and you should, you should feel sorry for me that your husband died because I loved him more than you did. And then at that point, I was like, why don't you just fucking like, just take her and just like a swift push off the edge would be great. And also they had this whole thing where like Becky was supposed to be like, I can't fall asleep because if I fall asleep, I'm going to fall off the edge. You have a rope, fucking tie a rope around yourself and the fucking pole that's sitting there. And so you can hang on to the tower and actually get some goddamn sleep rather than just sitting there like an idiot trying not to fall off and staying awake all night long. And then there's this whole other plot point where like at the beginning of the movie, fucking Hannah's like, you want to see a cool trick and unscrews a light bulb and sticks a fucking charger in there. And it's like, look, now my phone's charging because they won't let us use the charger at this stupid diner. And then that comes back as like a Chekhov's gun thing at the end of the story where there's this giant light at the top and they have to charge a drone so that they can send a drone with a note to the diner where they ate so that people can see that they're stuck up there. And so she climbs up to the top of this fucking tower and unscrews a light bulb and tries to stick the charger in there, but it won't work because you have to, she has to get it on the two little like hole prongs things, but she can't get the, the thing too deep. Do you know what she does? She takes off her wedding ring, sticks her wedding ring in there and the circular wedding ring fits perfectly in this hole and it doesn't 
doesn't touch the connectors inside of the two little hole prongs, but somehow she can still stick the thing in there and now it suddenly charges for some reason. So now she's get charging a drone and she flies the drone down there and the drone gets hit by a fucking truck and it's not even useful and the whole movie sucks and everything goes wrong until she pushes Hannah's body off the edge, which she should have done like fucking 20 minutes or 30 minutes ago. Oh my God, just kill Hannah and let her be dead. She doesn't have to be there. There doesn't have to be a villain. Nature can be the villain. And they look like nature was the villain because there was a fucking vulture there that was attacking her. Vultures don't attack, attack live beings, by the way. They only scavenge off dead things or things that are mostly dead. And Hannah was not mostly dead. She was very much alive. And vultures don't typically go after people. I'm going to throw up. I'm yelling so loud. I'm going to vomit. I'm just fucking, it's, it's, Driving me crazy. The movie sucked. It was so fucking bad. Every minute of that movie was suffering. I would rather stick my hand in boiling lava, pull it out, and taste the flecks of flesh on my finger than sit through that BuzzFeed movie again. God. So what did you want to talk about? <laughs> we'll be back after this quick break. I think Taylor needs a breather. We fucking sucked, man. It was so bad. I've been waiting. It's been boiling. Yeah. In there for like a week. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You were just waiting to get that out. I think Taylor's oh. lost it. Somebody lost please it. send help. Please someone send help. <laughs> I know we're already gonna run out of time, and it's okay, we can cut mine a little bit short because it was a while ago that I read mine because I was gonna talk about a book, but can I engage you with another um, cringy story? Absolutely. You okay. can engage, engage way. My voice is shot, so you're gonna have to do I the know. rest of the talk. So, but here's the thing, so you brought up the fact, and we can, a reaction clip, cut back to, is it gonna die? The battery is blinking red. Oh, let's, let's switch. Okay. Okay, so let me let me uh, let me weave a tale for you. I'm sure that I've told you, but every all our lovely audience will love to hear this as well. Because at the beginning of the episode, I told you about my boyfriend in high school, who is an ex. I don't I've dated him in many years. Um, but so you brought up the fact that in the <laughs> in the movie, the the girl has a tattoo of what one four three on her leg, and it's, like, it's and it's because Dan would never say I love you because he was cheating on her with this bitch. Anyways. I'm sorry. You told me I wasn't allowed to talk about it. No, anymore. it's okay. I, just, I had to get it out. It's okay. It's just a really close story because that's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> I'm not even joking. So I was, I think my senior year of high school, maybe going from junior to senior year. No, it had to have been senior year. Like after we'd graduated, there was this girl that my ex would talk to like all the time and like text and even the whole senior year. He'd always hang out with her, and it was a thing like he'd never. I'm like, I'm just nervous now talking about this. Because what if he listens? And no, he hears... because I fucking hate him. And if he listens, <laughs> like, hey, hate watch, hate watch. Who's that? I hate him. Um, but I'm just nervous because the the girl 
who he was talking to goes to the school. No <laughs> yeah. fucking way. I've never told you about this. No. Yeah. You could, what's her name? No, we're not going to talk about it On the it podcast. Now. <laughs> no. I got to know. I'll tell you later. We have to finish Do I know this. them? No. Oh, come on. They're a nursing major. Oh, gross. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> um. Anyways, so, like, they would talk all throughout, like, my senior year. And so, and there was a thing of, like, he'd never, like, anytime they hung out, I wasn't involved. And he became a friend of hers. And, like, I, looking back on it now, like, it just obviously he was cheating or it, it wasn't physical cheating, but it was emotional cheating. Um, And I would never, like, get to hang out with them. It was always them two one-on-one. And I wasn't part of any, like, his new friends or whatever. And I remember, oh, my gosh, getting so upset and so jealous all the time. My senior year sucked because of that. Yeah, that's a dickwad move um he's a dick he's a dickwad he is a dickwad and yeah i don't think he's ever learned his lesson <laughs> um, so but so the way that i found out was because i i had a hunch that something was going on and so i i look i wasn't the healthiest thing to do but i wasn't wrong i went through his phone and so we were at because at the end of every year i have a pool party and so i while he was off with our friends and everything i went into the house and i took his phone and i looked through messages and you know on iphone you can like search messages so you can <gasps> you like can type search? in you didn't know that i didn't know oh my gosh you can search messages it's okay i'm not a stalker listen here <laughs> <laughs> listen i only knew this because I, i've done it before <laughs> But no, so you can go into somebody's messages and at the top there's a search bar and you can type in a phrase or anything and it will find all of the messages that have that phrase in it. And so I looked up the phrase, I love you, and I found her text messages with him and I found the first message they had sent to each other. I've never told you this story. You probably have, but you know me. It's okay, it's okay. So I found the message and he was the first one to say it and she responded you know, the high school, whatever, gross, cheesy. She was like, don't say that to me if you don't mean it. Oh, my God. And he's like, but I do or whatever. And then she's like, well, we can't say that. Or I don't remember exactly what it was, but she was like, we can't say that. So we'll say one, four, three to each other. (laughs) Oh, no. You lived this movie. Did did. he fall (laughs) off a cliff? I wish. (laughs) I wish he did. Oh my goodness, no. Um, and then I searched that to see how many times they had said one, four, three to each other as the rest of the message is basically. Oh my God. Oh man. Did she fall off of a tower? <laughs> and then did you shove a phone inside of her side <laughs> and then toss her off the edge? Also, fucking Becky had like a little surface wound cut that was supposed to be this huge gash in her leg, but it's like this tiny little scratch that's got a little bit of blood coming out of it. And she's like, oh, oh, my leg. And I'm like, shut oh, the fuck leg. up. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> you shut You can stop talking about I it. I can't. It's, I was uh, telling my story and I have to talk about my bad yeah, media. Yeah, I'm sorry. You've like only got, minutes. well, you got three extra minutes because the battery cut out. So you got, you got 20 minutes. Oh gosh. Okay. Um. Yeah, so that happened to me, and the worst thing about that is that I kept dating him for another three months. <laughs> Listen here, I wasn't the healthiest person. Nah, man, hindsight is 220. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going to talk about my bad media now, probably not to the same extent that Taylor has gotten. Um, so a while ago, I read this book called Violet of Thorns, Violet Made of Thorns. Let me make sure I'm getting the title right. Yeah, so it's Violet Made of Thorns. I saw it by Gina Chen. 
I saw a TikTok on it. I have, I, I'm on book talk and this one girl who I follow and I love her recommendations. She recommended this book after reading it. I don't think I'll ever take another recommendation <laughs> from her. It was definitely like a paid partnership or something. Cause I'm like, there's no way you as a book lover read this and was like, no, this is good. No, I'm going to make everybody else read it's this. It's that bad. You're like not a single person would ever like no, this. No, no. Well, because the whole thing. And so it's, it's, it's high fan, not high fantasy, but it's, um, it's young adult. <laughs> Mid fantasy. No, <laughs> It's it's young adult romance fantasy, and so you follow this character. It's like your shtick, man. That's like your your favorite genre. Not young adult. Maybe young, not adult young adult is real cheesy. It's oh, real. Yeah. It's real hard. Um. So we follow this character Violet, and so we're living in this world of like kings and queens and princes and seers and witches, fairies, all those kinds of things. And so Violet is the seer for this kingdom, and so she worked really closely with the king, and she worked closely with the prince and princess. Um, and so you find, I mean, within the first chapter, you figure out that this year Violet saved the prince as a young boy because she saw that he was going to like get hit by a, a horse a, and cart or something. <laughs> a bus in this kingdom, in this old medieval kingdom, he's going to get hit by a bus. Anyways, and so like what what continues on is there's this prophecy, and so Cyrus is the prince, and you, there's this prophecy that whoever he meets and takes as his wife is either going to be the salvation or the doom of the kingdom. And so everybody's freaking out about who he's going to pick for his wife. And then it's an obvious thing. Okay, like, okay, Cyrus and Violet are going to get together now because she's the seer and can see the future. And if they get together, then she can see how she will impact like choosing salvation. or what. It's like, it's good. It starts off good. But the whole dynamic between the two characters, it's enemies to lovers. And you don't, it's young adult, but you have no idea why these characters hate each other so much. It's like, like no. There's no, there's no context or anything. It's like they come in like into a scene together, into a chapter together, and then they're just like bickering and hating on each other. And it's like, why? I get that y'all are probably like, you've lived together, like you saved him as a child. And so maybe it's like sibling rivalry or something. But it's not. She's just shitting on him and is like, oh, you're too pretty and you're too this and you're too pompous. Yeah. But he's literally not like he's a genuinely like nice character and you never see him like taking advantage of anybody else. And then him on the other side is like bickering and like bitching at her. And it's like, what did she do wrong? Like she's never she fucking saved your life, <laughs> bitch. Like, why are you mad at her? And the. I was trying to figure out, like, maybe it's a thing of, like, because Violet works so close with the king because she's a seer that maybe the Cyrus, the prince, feels resentment that, like, oh, my dad loves you more or something. I feel like that might be part of it, but then it doesn't play that way because Cyrus also hates his dad because the, the king is, like, being manipulative and trying to, like, force his son into marriage that he doesn't want and things like that because he thinks he knows what's best and what la la la, whatever. Stupid young adult fiction exactly um i'm trying let me look at my notes real quick about this just doesn't make sense like why what bring okay so why do they hate each other first of all like why does she hate him and he hate her first the the whole like shtick of enemies makes no sense like they should be like friends at bare minimum at bare minimum like they they grew up together and they like he she saved him and brought her into the kingdom because at first she was an outcast for having these powers or whatever anyways and then there's a sudden i think it's like chapter 12 or something complete tone shift of like now they absolutely fucking love each other and can't keep their goddamn hands off of each other and it's like where did this come from y'all were bitching at each other for a whole 12 chapters and then suddenly cyrus walks in and you're like i can't stand to see him oh my goodness like my stupid young adult stuff about like 
the tingles or whatever. Like, bro, I, it's like so gross. Is it as bad? Like, is it as bad as the the book I picked up yesterday? No, that's an adult romance. <laughs> when you when you're dealing with young adults, you can't get away with that shit, and so you have to come up with like the worst like metaphors for feeling things. You can't, you can't outright out say it. it. Yeah, you can't <laughs> so say it. Like, Oh, it's terrible. Made I wish. my insides tingle. Yeah, like, it's just so... The uh, butterflies flew up and down my spine. spine. Something like that. And it's like, oh, I feel like my dress is about to pop open or what something. What the fuck it's does like that mean? Weird. I'm telling you, it's weird shit. Like, it's... But it makes no sense. Like, why do they suddenly love each other? And then, at the, like, as I don't care about it. It's gonna spoil it. And then Cyrus is like, I've loved you since we were children. And I'm like, then why did you fucking like shit, shit on, on her, her for, for like nine life. chapters why were you this makes no sense like okay i kind of get why you weren't enemies now because you'd always liked her but also that doesn't make sense there was no like i get enemies to lovers there needs to be a reason behind it like why they're enemies some kind of like inciting incident that like broke their friendship or whatever that makes sense there was none of that and then I get like if you've loved them for a long time there would be details and signs along the way of that relationship of like okay I'm bickering with you but also like oh that was too far I'm sorry I won't say that again or it's like not leaving when you're done fighting and like staying that awkward around, pauses each yeah. around each other things like that None of that's there. Like, you think that these people want to kill each other in the first nine chapters, and then suddenly, or 12 chapters, however long it is, and then suddenly it's like, I can't live without you. Like, you are my bride. I will make you my queen. <laughs> Come it's here. You make so... me feel the tingles. Oh, my gosh. And then he's always, like, trying to get her. Like, she's, and she's a very, like, independent woman, which I liked. I like that, like, in young adult, like, she's very, like, no, I can do this without a man. But also he's he's always like, I'll make you my queen. And she's like, no, I don't want to be queen. Like, who would want that? And it's like, what? what yeah, you 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 here? want that. Is you what you want. You want like, oh, it's just, it's so, it's so bad. And then let me see what I what I got. If you like someone since childhood, you you don't just shit on them, is what <laughs> I put. Um they were very one-sided characters. And it, it, you can see that in the like flip of like well we hate each other and that's our only personality trait is that we hate each other and then suddenly it's like oh we only love each other and that's our only personality trait there was no depth to these characters yeah no dynamic but or like dynamic but also why is the whole book why is the whole book like just world building like i love world building don't get me wrong like i love game of thrones i love fantasy i will read books just for the politics of it but this was purely just fleshing out the world. A young adult book. Like, no child, no 15-year-old has the attention span to just read about, like, the history of this kingdom and the the, the fairies and the wars and this 700-year war and all of these. Like, what are you doing? And then these characters, it's... Have nothing it to do with the world. Nothing to do with it. It's, it doesn't... It's so... I would have loved to have more of a character-driven story for this, and it would have made that enemies to lovers like trope and dynamic so much fuller and nicer and like just well-rounded. And then at the end, obviously they get together, and it's in a dumb again. He's like the whole like half the kingdom is gone because he chose the wrong person. Oh my god! He, yeah, he actually like almost married the wrong person. Almost like they were up on the altar or whatever. And then she was like, "No, I object." And he was like, "Great, get up here, get, get on up here. I'm gonna make you my queen." <laughs> like, it's so bad. Then a vulture flew out of the sky, <laughs> and then she stared it down and grabbed it and smashed its head over and over. But it really was the the girl that he was going to marry was like. 
this was a witch in disguise or something, and then she killed half the people in attendance of the wedding. Was she, she Thanos? <laughs> she had her lackeys. All things must be equal in marriage. If I kill half of your side, who, who here is on the groom's side of the... Is it the right or the left? I'll be killing that side. That's the side that dies. Kills half the people in in the city era and the attendance of the wedding, which is basically like the entire kingdom. And then he runs away, whatever, finds her. And in the last, like, his almost like dying moment, he's bleeding out. And like, this man needs to go see a doctor. It's like, will you be my queen? So, and then it cuts. Like, we don't get an answer. And the movie just ends. The movie ends. It's over. We don't get an answer. But the last chapter is a retelling of the story that we just read. But in like fantasy, like in Disney, like in like very, Gaelic old English, kind of like that. But it's like once upon a time there was a seer and a prince, and they and fucking they, hated each, each other, basically. And it it retells the whole story, but in this like very like childlike, very like storytelling fairy tale Disney like, story. Yeah. And then at the end, you find out oh they've gotten married and like yeah they lived happily ever after. What was the point of? Just give what? me the last chapter. What, what was honestly what was why did we need a retelling of the 400 pages that I just read like it what you wanted to try and make it cute you wanted to try and redeem yourself no it was <laughs> bad regardless and I fucking stayed up till three in the morning to finish this book because I trusted this tiktoker she said it was good and I was like listen maybe it'll get better I'm gonna stay up and I'm just gonna finish it I'm just gonna get through it I stayed up till three in the morning and it never got better and then I had a retelling of the story at the end of the story like what was there <laughs> why did why oh my gosh so what let's let's wrap up what would you do to make your thing better and then I'll come back to mine and scream a little more and then we'll end the episode <laughs> less world building for a first book like, I get if this is going to be a series, we can world build as we go along from book to book. It didn't need to be all shoved into the first one. Scream. Yeah. Scream. Get it in there. What the world builds. No, history. He's taking chew on it for a little bit. <laughs> and then, like, more character development. Give these well-rounded characters, like, more than just, I hate you. I love you. Like, <laughs> Please give them a personality. They're more than that. So, yeah, it was do better from enemies to lovers. Give me a real reason why you're enemies and give me a real reason why you guys like each other now. That's good. Uh, I would fucking kill Hannah off as quick as possible. <laughs> um, make her a real villain. First off, I'd fix the writing. Like the writing is very, it's a lot of idioms and it's, I mean, it's like, it feels like I'm I'm watching a BuzzFeed article, like, retelling of a true story. Mm -hmm. That's what it feels like. Um, it's like, oh, he fell off the cliff. Oh, whoopsie daisy. Looks like he slipped on a little rocky walk. Um, uh, the, oh, the, walky walk. The fucking, the dialogue is atrocious. I'd start with that. More Jeffrey Dean Morgan, like, a lot more. I want to see what he's doing. He cares for his daughter. Is he trying to figure out yeah, what's what going on with what her? What is he doing the whole time? Yeah, what is he doing? He like he's trying to contact his daughter and she won't pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. Right? So what does he do? And then before he finally gets a text message, give me that. That would be a great B plot, like an amazing B plot. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan would be so good. Um, yeah, Hannah dead as quick as possible. I want Hannah to I want Hannah to be the one coming down the ladder when it falls and breaks. And I want her dead body hanging off the edge with Becca holding up her dead weight. <laughs> That's what I want. Mm -hmm. That's fucking interesting because then she has to make the decision of 
do I try and pull her up to see if she's alive or do I have to let her go because she's mm. fucking dead weight yeah. and just take my chances? Um, more fucking vulture smash. She like fucking kills a vulture and then like digs her hands inside and pulls meat out and starts eating it. Just eating the vulture. She's eating it because she needs nutrients. And then like less than four hours later, she's saved. So I'm like, why the fuck did you eat the vulture? Whatever. So it does, that doesn't matter. Um, but more of that sort of raw, visceral. There's a scene with a thunderstorm while she's up there. And that was a great idea. But all it amounted to was one lightning strike and then her screaming and then a jump cut to the next day. I'm like, that sucked. Live in the thunderstorm. What does that look like? What does a thunderstorm up there look like? Fucking do something with all these ideas instead of just trying to bait me and switch me into what I really wanted to happen finally happening at the end. So... Kill Hannah as quick as possible and use more nature and more Jeffrey Dean Morgan in that movie would have been uh, at least a B plus, maybe like a six out of 10. It wouldn't have like won any fucking Oscars because it's just not a great story, but it would have been better than I would have. Though I don't think the people would have walked out if, mm -hmm. if that had happened. So that is what I would do. Um, never go see this movie. Never pay money for it. Um just don't. It's awful. It's atrocious. Uh, if that was not uh, obnoxiously clear, uh, yeah. Yeah, don't read the book. I mean, you weren't going to anyways, but don't read it. And just be careful who you take recommendations from. <laughs> yeah. So. Maybe double check those sources before you waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for... Joining us on this intellectual journey, uh, and we will catch you guys in the next one. Bye. The worst. It's like I cannot describe. You're angry. I'm. It's like I because we spent money on it. We, spent, we, we gave them we gave money. Them money. They made money. Yeah.